there was a time where I did not feel strong. I was lacking confidence and I did not have much of it. And what I repeated to myself every day, even though originally I didn't feel it, I didn't, I didn't believe it, was that I am strong, I am confident, I am bold, and I am powerful. And I'm telling you right now, those words that just came out of my mouth are freaking powerful. Hey, I'm Ashley Agle. Some of you might know me as Ashley Burkhart, and I'm a former D1 and professional softball player who spent a few years coaching in the college game before deciding to put all of my focus into youth softball players and helping them make their dreams and their goals happen for them. It's our job to help them unleash their potential and become the athletes they've always dreamt of. I come from a small city in the Midwest and didn't let that stop me from making my goal of playing D1 softball a reality. No matter where you live, you have the tools to help you thrive, and I am hoping through this podcast to help you get there. On this podcast, you'll learn from Olympians, Hall of Fame coaches, and elite players what their journeys have been like, and you'll also learn from me and my family a bit of our journey through the game. I'm so excited to have you here, so whip out your notebook and let's learn how we can grow in this game together. Welcome to When the Cleats Come Off. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of When the Cleats Come Off. I'm your host, Ashley Eggle. A little more exuberant than normal, but I'm here for it. I'm very excited to give you this episode today. So back, you know, a few years ago, <laughs> I started doing lives. So every week I would pop on my Instagram and Facebook and sometimes YouTube live and I would share a little bit of something that I learned about the game this is before the podcast, by the way. And then I would open up to a Q&A afterwards. And this specific live was in 2019. I know that feels like a hop, skip, and a jump away, which it was. But it was an episode that I felt I I really felt good about. Like I felt like my feedback was great from it. And people immediately, like the day after, were like, holy crap, that was huge. Thank you for sharing this. And I haven't shared it on the podcast yet. So I am actually going to give you a recording that I've done that I did in 2019. And it's about three proven ways to build confidence. And for those of you who may be saying, well, my daughter's confident or I'm confident. Well, here's the deal. We can always be more confident and confidence is a skill. It is something that we need to be putting in reps in order to feel better about just like your swing, just like your pitching. It requires repetition. So today I'm going to give you three, maybe four proven ways to help build your confidence. And you'll walk away from this episode feeling good, at least I hope so, feeling good about building a routine around how you can consistently build your confidence every day. And over time, you'll notice, especially hopefully next spring, next summer, you are your most confident self in the box and beyond. So here is my 2019 recording of three proven ways to build confidence. I hope you love it. I'm here today to give you some insight on three ways you can literally develop confidence and the snap of a finger. And people are gonna be like, oh my gosh, maybe I've heard this before, or oh my gosh, I don't think this is gonna work. You will never know unless you try. And these are all things that I used to do myself. Um, these are things that I have taught many people and it has worked for them. So you will not know if these things will give you confidence unless you try them. And I'm telling you right now, they are so simple that as soon as we're done with this live, or even maybe during this live, you can start doing it and become more confident. 
do not give me that excuse that you're just not a confident person. Maybe, maybe your confidence is at an all-time low right now, but here's the thing. Confidence is a skill. It is a skill. So just like hitting and just like defense and just like all of these other elements that we work on with softball, confidence is a skill. You're not just born with it. You need to be able to do things throughout your lifetime, throughout your daily practice to develop more confidence. And today I'm going to give you three things, simple things that you can do every single day that'll help give you more confidence. And I'm telling you right now that if you do all three of these things, it will take you less than five minutes, five minutes. If you do this every single day, it'll take five minutes of your day. Like, can you commit to that? At least five minutes. So if you do one of these things, it could take you five minutes and you'd be done. If you do all of these three things, I think if you do them well and you do them thoroughly, it could take you 15, 20, actually it could take you as long as you want. But five minutes is all you have to commit to to develop your confidence every single day. So if you want to develop more confidence, try one of these three things that I'm about to share with you. And by the way, I would really highly encourage that if you don't have a notebook or a piece of paper and a pen nearby, go find one because this is one of those episodes where I do not want you to lose this stuff. And honestly, if you don't have any nearby, you can always rewatch this later. Um, On Facebook, it's always going to be there. On Instagram, it'll be up for 24 hours. But these are three things, and I give you a bonus one at the end because I'm nice, that you can start doing right now and develop more confidence. So let's just get into it. Let's dive into it. Okay, so the first thing is simple. And this is something that I used to do Every single time that if I, if my confidence, I felt it was low in softball in regards to softball, I would do this one thing and it's just reps. And I know this is probably going to sound insane. And you're probably like, I put in the reps, I put in the reps, but I'm telling you right now, like if I was not good at one thing during a game, let's say it was my timing. My timing was so off in my hitting, it was not good. Or just pick something that you weren't that great at. Maybe it was on defense, maybe it was the backhand. Be specific to something that you struggled with in a game. And the way my dad instilled this in me is every time I didn't do well in a specific area, we put in some reps. And, and honestly, we put in these reps as soon as we were done playing. People were like, people still come up to me today and they're like, hey, remember when your dad would take you on the field after you just played an entire game and go practice some more? I'm like, yeah, I can't forget it. Because he would not let me sit on those that bad game. If I had a bad game, we put in the reps as soon as the game was over. Like as soon as the game was over, we're like, okay, where are we practicing? My dad would be like, okay, I'm going into right field, let's go. And we would just go do it. And because that was a way for, he, he instilled this in me, is to, when you don't do well in something, the best thing you can do is to put in the reps to make you better at it. So if I sucked with the backhand that game and I had two balls, I completely missed or whiffed or went through my legs, whatever, we spent a good you know 20 minutes to half an hour on that specific thing only. And I developed confidence in that thing. Like before I left the field, I was then more confident in that thing that I was so not confident with because I I committed so many errors that game. So if I wasn't confident in it, I would literally stay after the game, put in the reps, and then feel better going home to have dinner. Like nothing is worse than having a terrible game and feeling like crap the rest of the day and the next day, and the next day, and the next day. That is how some people's confidence gets pulled from their heartstrings, and it, it's so hard to get, to get it back if you let it pull your heartstrings and you're not feeling well after. Um, so one of the best things that you can do to develop confidence is if you, as soon as the problem happened, 
one, you got to know what the problem was, right? Like most people, especially as you get older, you're going to know where the problem was, right? Like your backhand, it was a struggle. Or let's say uh, you struck out three times because your timing was just off. You know that the problem is timing, right? So the best thing that you can do is put in the reps as soon as you know what the problem is. Okay, so that's a simple way to as soon as you start doing that and the more reps you put in in regards to that thing that you're struggling with, the more confident you're going to become simply because you put in the reps. Preparation will give you confidence. So if you're preparing for some at bats and you don't want the results that, you, that were bad to happen again, you then put in the reps to, to go forth and then crush it the next game in that one thing because you gave yourself the confidence and the reps of doing that thing. So reps is a great way, like putting in the repetition, putting in the reps, even if it's for 10 minutes, it's going to put you in a better place than when you left that game and you did not feel well and you did not perform well. So the best thing you can do is put in reps. And and honestly, the more consistent you can be with putting those reps, the better. Like I said, like if I had a bad game, I knew I wasn't going straight home after that game. Like I was not going straight home after that game. My punishment was putting in reps after that game. And that was the consistent thing that I always knew was gonna happen if I didn't have a bad game. And some people may look at that and say, well, would that make you feel bad? Like knowing you had a bad game and like you have to then go practice after you play. Honestly, yeah, it's something that I wasn't looking forward to. And and at the time I didn't really understand why we were putting in the reps. But then I fully understood after we did that, after I played a bad game, put in the reps on that thing that I wasn't good at. And then I went home and I felt better. I felt like, oh my gosh, I put in the work. I'm sitting here right now feeling better than I did after that game. And boom, that confidence is coming right back to me. I'm not letting that bad performance sit and sulk because the worst thing that can happen with your confidence after a bad game is to not talk to anyone, exclude yourself from everyone, and just sit there and pout and feel bad. My dad didn't let me feel bad. My dad didn't let me pout. My dad didn't let me vent or cry or do these things because if I did that, my confidence would be out the window and it would be very hard for me to get back. So therefore, the consistent reps that my dad made me do after a bad game is what gave me the confidence going home that day to say, okay, put in the work. I know it wasn't a great game, but you know what? I still got better because I learned from it. So that was like a perfect way to do that. Another thing that I like to think about with repetitions is, you know, think of just like a basketball player, somebody that's taking, you know, tons and tons of shots per basketball game. They have to be able to put in the reps to make it become a habit for them, right? So like people, and this is something where when I played basketball, which is my other sport that I love so much, my team was one of the best at free throws. And it's simple. We were confident shooting free throws simply because after every practice, we shot 20, we had to make... 20, at least 20 out of 25 shots, free throws after every single game. And we didn't get to go home until we got our 20 out of 25 or more out of 25. So that was a way to where we were putting in the reps after every single practice for the the free throw. And therefore, when we shot free throws in games, we were the best free throw shooting team in the state because of how much we practiced it. Repetition is what gives you confidence. So if you're, if you're struggling, and that's the thing, like we weren't struggling with, with free throws, but because we constantly put in the reps and we were consistently putting in the reps for free throws, we didn't worry about it. And we had the utmost confidence in ourselves. And when we did miss a free throw, it was like, oh, that was a fluke. I know how to do this. I've done it millions of times before. And then you go and do it. So one of the best ways you can develop confidence is by putting in the reps 
and being consistent with those reps, okay? Hopefully that made great sense to you. And I love throwing in the basketball analogy because a lot of us play more than one sport. The reps that you put in in softball, like I'm a softball coach, I'm gonna tell you in softball, you put in more reps in softball, you're gonna get better at it. But this can apply to any sport. This can apply to anything too. Like if you are struggling, I'm just gonna go here, with a biology class, how often are you studying? Could you study some more in the biology class? The more study sessions you, devo you devote to biology, the better you're gonna do in the class. So these things can apply to all different things, not just softball. Okay, so the second thing, so that was number one, number one, reps and consistency. Number two thing that you can do to develop more confidence is to reflect on your progress. So um, one thing that I absolutely love is one of my online training students, her name's Tori, uh, her mom sent me this awesome picture and I'm not gonna share it because I, it's, it's, I don't want everybody to know like who Tori is and all that stuff. But basically Tori made this like ginormous poster and she, for, because like one of the things that she's working on is making sure she's getting her reps in and working hard on her hitting in the off season. And she made this ginormous poster and on it is like, I think it went like weekly, like her weekly goals and what she wants to do. And like how many times a week she's gonna be hitting and all the things that have to do with you know her progress. And she's literally tracking her progress every single week and every single day to see how she's getting closer to her big time goal. She's tracking it. So what I love about that is the fact that she, had, and I didn't tell her to do this. This isn't something that I, that I put in my lesson plan that I sent her. She did it on her own, which I think is super rad. But basically that's her tracking her progress so that when she finishes the month of December and she goes into January, she can then look at her progress on like what she did in December. And that itself is going to give her confidence. She's going to look at that and be like, you know what? I put in the reps. It's proven right here. I have it written down. It's physically right in front of me. And I'm going to tie that into something else that you can do. You don't have to make a massive poster like Tori did, but you should be, you should be tracking your progress and reflecting on your performances. So a lot of people, some people are going to play softball games this winter. Some people aren't, but what I'm going to tell you is that just like putting in the reps, right? Practicing. You don't just want to practice and not reflect on how that practice went. You don't just want to go to a lesson and just go and not reflect on how it went. And I'll tell you how it went. I'll tell you what I mean by that in a second. But you don't just want to go and show up and go and show up and go play the game and just show up because you're basing your performance on luck rather than progress. So the way that you can go, oh, RT coach, the topic is confidence, three ways to develop it, and you can start it right now. Just wanted to answer that. When you, when you practice or you go to a lesson or you play in a game, if you t simply, it simply take five minutes after a game or after a practice or after a lesson, open up a notebook and talk about with yourself, like write it down, what are the things that went great? Start always start with what went great because it's gonna get you in the right headspace to be like, you know what, I did learn something today. What are the good things that happened? Were you driving most of the balls that you were receiving up the middle? Like were was most of your balls working up the middle? If so, great, write it down. Write down all of the things that went well that day. And most importantly, I want you to write down the things that you felt were happening in your swing. So I'm just referring this to like a hitting lesson because I, I do them weekly. So 
every time that I have girls come in and when they have their journal, I have them sit down and talk about the things that they felt went great or that they learned. So specifically when you're in a lesson and you, and you learned this brand new drill and you felt like the connection between your upper half and lower half was just like phenomenal when you did that drill, I need you to write down what that felt like. You probably felt really loose in your upper body. You probably felt super strong and powerful and like you were driving your back leg into that ball when, when you were hitting those balls really hard. So the more times that you can reflect on what you were feeling and literally write it down, I have physically, I've said this before, but you write this stuff down because it stays here when you do that. It is more likely to stick and more likely to keep reoccurring when you write it down. So that's why I have girls write it down. And when they don't have a notebook with me, I say, pull out your phone, you're gonna write it in your notes, and then you're gonna go home and you're gonna physically write it down. Because it's that important to reflect on how your day went. And you know, I just talked about all the good things that happened. It's just as important to write down the bad. It's just as important to reflect on the bad things that happened that day. Because if you can write those things down that didn't go well, you can most likely, if you're writing in a journal, okay, this didn't go well, you can almost always figure out why it didn't go well. It didn't go well because I had that one swing and miss in that rep and it was super embarrassing and I lost all of my confidence. My headspace went out the window because all because I, I swung and missed and I was reflecting on the swing and miss instead of reflecting on the outcome that I wanted. Therefore, I didn't, I didn't perform well. These are things that I have literally written down to myself about bad performances that I had and me reflecting on why was that a bad performance? Okay, this is probably why. And so if you have a bad, and girls that come and see me, some days are great for them and some, great, some days aren't. Not every lesson is going to be fantastic, but you have to be able to learn from the failure. And so if you failed in that lesson in a certain way, if you can write down what the failure was and what you plan to do next time you're con confronted with that challenge, you're going to, you're taking the steps to then conquer that challenge, okay? So if you can reflect on the good, the bad, and the downright ugly after performances, not just lessons, but games and practices, what went really well? What didn't go that great? What can be improved? What did I learn? These are all things that if you write down, you are going to become more confident because you, you have taken the things that may, maybe didn't go well and you're like, well, that's never going to happen again because I just wrote it down. I did this exact practice this morning after my, my camp that I did yesterday. So yesterday's camp was one of the best camps that I've, that I've ever done. And I think maybe it was because my sisters helped me with it. But overall, it was one of the best camps that I've ever put on before. But I'm telling you right now, not everything went perfect. Not everything went peachy. I literally wrote down the things that were great. Like, I, I will show you what I wrote down in my notebook. I'm not just talk. But I wrote two pages worth of notes today on what went well. So at camp, at Strike Zone, I wrote down the good, and then a paragraph there, the bad, the things that probably could have gone better that weren't that great, and then the downright ugly. Something downright ugly happened. Nobody else knew about it except for me and one of my sisters. But it had to do with check-in. I, I, I need to get better at organization with check-in. That's like one thing that like whenever I run a camp, like I'm so excited for the actual camp and like coaching and teaching that I don't spend enough time on the actual organization of like check-in and make sure it runs smoothly. So that's one thing that was kind of ugly yesterday that was it the worst thing that could ever happen? No, but it's something that I know that I don't want it to happen again. 
So I wrote it down knowing that I'm going to sit down with my sister and think of how we can make check-in the best it can be for the next camp that I run. And that's me reflecting on my performance, right? Like for me, my performance now, I don't play in games. My performances are when I'm coaching. So as often as I can, if I have a really great day of lessons, I'm going to write it down because I want to recreate that. And when I don't have a great day of lessons, I'm going to write it down because I'm going to try to figure out why it wasn't that great. And what, and that's just how you reflect and that's how you grow. And just simply writing down and reflecting on the day is going to give you confidence because now you're going to know what to do again and what you don't want to do again. I hope this makes sense. I hope this is all like, I don't even know if, it, if you're probably having thoughts right now that don't even have to do with softball, but how important reflection is to give you more confidence. Like I think yesterday's camp was amazing, but I found things that weren't great because I want to have a better camp next time. Therefore, me writing that down gave me more confidence. Like I'm sitting here now saying, hey, next camp's gonna be even better than the last. And that's my whole goal is to make every camp better than the last. And it's simply because I'm reflecting on it. So that's the second way that you can build confidence is reflecting and tracking your progression. Tracking, you know, and, and another reason why you write it down is because a year from now, if you go look at those journal entries of you writing it down, like what you're doing or how things went, a year from now, you look at it and you're like, wow, I thought that was a big problem then. And it doesn't even exist anymore because I've, I've worked on it and I've made it better. So like that's, these are the things that I'm just like, you need to write it down because you will surprise yourself in five years, 10 years, maybe even just a year down the road with the journal entries that you have. Like I know I I had an entire live on journal entries and like, and how I think this thing is like totally transformed my mind. If you want to watch it, it's on my YouTube channel. Every single live that I do is up on my YouTube channel. Kind of taking a break the past two weeks. I have not put my lives on YouTube, but they're coming up. They'll be up within the next week or two. But there's another journal entry on like the power of journaling and the power of getting your notes or your thoughts down on paper. Since we are on the topic of confidence, I felt like it was the perfect time to share something that I am truly passionate about. In the pandemic time around 2020, I noticed that a lot of athletes' confidence were really, really tough, especially with everything going on during COVID. And now with social media and everything going on beyond that, TikTok, like I've noticed confidence is back to being a big struggle for people. So I created in in 2020, this two week goal smasher confidence course. So what it is, it's 14 days of specific strategies that you can do. It'll take you 30 minutes a day. And if you literally commit to it, you will notice yourself being extremely more confident by the end of those 14 days and now have a whole toolkit of ways to develop your confidence, especially in times where you may not feel it. So 30-minute action plan each day, it includes journaling prompts and strategies, some at-home PDFs, maybe even a couple of strength and conditioning workouts that I enjoyed building for you. Footnote, I used to study strength and conditioning in college, thought that I was going to be a strength and conditioning coach. So trust me, I've put this together and I made sure that some certified strength and conditioning coaches have looked at it and it is proven to be really good. And also you get access to a Facebook community, a private Facebook community of people who've either gone through the course or going through it now. Um, and there's also bonuses in there that you know have a little less to do with confidence, but more to do with like 
extra credit of how to just become a better athlete in general. So if you are interested in this, you can find it at www.ashleybtraining.com. And then you just click on train together, how we can train together. And then you can find the course or easy peasy. You can head to the show notes of this episode, wherever you're listening and tap on that link and you will be able to go straight to the checkout page. Fun fact, it's only $7 and I want it to be that cheap because I want everybody to feel like they can afford building their own confidence. So maybe the cheapest but best Christmas gift you can give this year. If it's not a Christmas gift, that's fine too. I just really, really believe in this work and know whoever does this course, because we've had hundreds of people do it already, it will help develop your confidence. And even better, in the future, you will have this forever. So head to www.ashleybtraining.com. Check out the two-week Goal Smasher Confidence course. The last thing, and this is like one of the simplest things that you can do to develop confidence is to have a mantra, write it down and repeat it every single day. Okay. So a mantra, if you guys don't know what that is, it's basically like words that you live by. Okay. So words that, you know, you may or may not believe right now. Like for me, there was a time where I did not feel strong. I was lacking confidence and I did not have much of it. And what I repeated to myself every day, even though originally I didn't feel it, I didn't, I didn't believe it, was that I am strong, I am confident, I am bold, and I am powerful. And I'm telling you right now, those words that just came out of my mouth are freaking powerful. And it's not just about writing it down because we can write down anything, right? But if you can repeat those words that you, that you either believe or want to believe every single day, you will start to feel those words. What I mean by that is if you say the simple words, and if you want to say it out loud right now, nobody else is going to know. But if you say it out loud, do it with me. I am confident. I am confident. You say those words, you start to feel it. And you, did you notice how I just changed my posture when I said that? Because a confident person doesn't sit like this. Confident person doesn't go like this when someone's talking to you. A confident person has presence. And therefore, when you are confident, you start to believe it and you start to act it, even if you don't believe it at first. But if you tell yourself every single day, I am confident, and you say, I am confident, I am confident, and you can repeat that mantra throughout your day when you're not feeling confident, right before a big exam that you have where it's make or break on whether you get the A or not, and you say right beforehand, I am confident, or you say it in your head, because nobody wants to you know, be judged around their classmates nowadays. But if you say, I am confident, you will go into that test with a much better posture and willing and probably gonna go dominate the dang thing simply because you're saying it. So if you can at least start your day with saying, I am confident, I am bold, I am powerful, I am all of these things, they will, they will start to happen the more that you say them out loud. So at least one thing that you can do today to start being more confident is simply saying it out loud that you are. Because if you, and this is something where I am not confident every single day of my life, but these are things that I do to make sure that if I need to be confident in a certain area or a certain time, I'm going to say those things and I'm going to change my posture. So that's the last bonus. So I told you I was going to give you three things to help you develop confidence. The last thing is the posture that you say these words in, or just your posture in general. Okay. So if you ever catch yourself 
leaning and not and looking down like this and like on your laptop maybe all day or you're like this and you're doing your homework or you're about to go up to bat and you're like this you do not have confidence right like it's pretty obvious you don't but the whole goal is to be able to show that pitcher that you are confident right you're not going to get the hit that you want if you're not confident in the box you're not going to pitch the strike that you want to throw if you're not confident right so one of the best things that you can do is simply it's so it's so easy change your posture and people say people don't like the word fake it till you make it but in this instance i really do because if you can hide that maybe a little bit of fear in your head by simply standing there let's say i'm a pitcher i'm standing there on the mound like this and i am a little fearful but i don't show it i start to believe it i start to believe that i'm confident and then i'm going to therefore go and do it but if i'm like this on one pitch and then the next pitch i'm like this you just gave the, the hitter the hitter can see that the hitter has the advantage now because she just she now knows that you're not confident so a simple way and this is going to be one that might be hard especially for parents who are going to try to get their daughters bought into this one it's it might be the biggest game changer for your daughter so it's that important to try to instill but one of the best things that you can coach and that you can cue to get your players more confident or to just bring out more in themselves is simply show it is simply stand taller it's okay so i had everybody say i am confident out loud earlier i want you to simply just sit in whatever chair you're in or stand wherever you're standing and i want you to just sit with a higher posture now you are now in a stronger position and you therefore feel more confident simply by changing your posture. So a simple change of your posture can go a long way when it comes to confidence. So that's the bonus one that, I was gonna, that I'm gonna give you. So just recap of all the confidence. Hey, Anya, how are you? She said hello. Three things that you can do to develop confidence. Repetition, put in the reps. The more reps you put in, the more preparation you put into your, to your skill, whatever it is, the more reps you do, the better you'll be. And this goes with the actual confidence that we're talking about. The more times you practice these three things, the reps, and actually the more times that you practice standing at a higher posture and a better posture, the more times you repeat your mantra, the words that you want to live by that you believe, the more confident you will be. So put in the reps. Two, reflect on your performances. Reflect on the good, the bad, and the ugly, okay? The good is a good reflection to see where you're at and give yourself a little pat on your back when you deserve it. The second, the, when, you're, when you're writing down the bad, it's, it's the things that you maybe couldn't even control. Like maybe, maybe the umpire did screw up a call and that's something that's bad, but what was actually bad was that you let it affect you. So maybe that's a bad thing that happened. You gotta reflect on it to make sure it doesn't happen again. And then the ugly might be something downright ugly that you just did not love, that you hated. But now that you know that you did that thing, maybe that's your game plan the next time you go and practice to develop confidence in that area. You now have the answers right in front of you. So it's so good to get out a pen and paper and reflect on these things. And then the very last thing, write down your mantra and repeat it. And repeat it often. Whenever you need it, repeat it. I literally have mantras hanging right next to my window because sometimes I need to see it in order to perform the way I want to perform. Like one thing that I have written right up there right now is your growth is your responsibility. My growth is my responsibility. That's one of my mantras because if I'm not growing, I'm dying. <laughs> and I know that sounds crazy, but I'm not getting better if I'm not growing. So writing that right there, your growth is your responsibility, gives me the motivation to go sit down and get the dang work done. 
So for me, that's one of my mantras that I like to say. If, if you're not confident, if you say I am confident over and over and over, I am confident, I am confident, and you keep saying it, you will soon believe it. So that was the last thing other than at the very end, change your posture and it changes your mind. So change your posture to a strong posture and you will therefore be more confident. Okay, so with five minutes left, um, hey, Katie's on here. Okay, so remember at the beginning when I was talking about I got my hair cut? Katie's on Facebook, everybody. Katie, you can wave to everybody. You're probably so embarrassed right now because I threw you out under the bus. But yeah, so Katie did my hair. If you guys need a personal hairstylist in Fort Wayne, call up my friend Katie or just send me a DM and I'll get you in contact with her. Okay, last five minutes I'm answering questions. So if you have a question, I'm going to hopefully answer it all. Oh, last five minutes. I just talked for another seven. But I remember, okay, Danielle hopped on Instagram and she had a question. If we were able to figure out what went wrong that day, what is your suggestion on the easiest way to make sure that we work on that next time? Holding ourselves accountable to make sure we work on it. That's a great question, Danielle. I absolutely love that question because sometimes we don't have the motivation within ourselves to go do the things that we don't want to do, right? The best thing that you can do is work on it right away, okay? Don't give yourself time to say no. This is why I don't really like it when people are like, oh, I'll do this tomorrow, I'll do this tomorrow. Because you give yourself that 24 hours to convince yourself not to do it. And a lot of times you don't do it when you give yourself time to think, okay? So the best thing that you can do, if you notice and you write this down that this thing didn't work for you, the best thing you can do is just do it right away. Just like my dad and I would practice as soon as the game was over to make sure we hit on that thing right away. But the best thing you can do is do it right away. But if you can't do it, let's say you can't do it right after the game, you have to run to another practice or you have to run somewhere else. The best thing that you can do is tell somebody that you're gonna work on it. Because if you're, if you're gonna go tell somebody that you're gonna work on it, you're less likely to break that promise when you give it, when you say it to someone else. We're always more likely to break the promise within ourselves first. And I know that sounds like kind of bad and morbid, but it's true. How many times have you said you were gonna do something and you didn't fall through and do it, but it's fine because you just broke the promise with yourself. But you would kind of feel bad if you told your friend you were gonna do something and you didn't show up and you stood her up or didn't do it, right? We feel worse when we, when we break promises with other people. So the best thing that you can do if you can't work on it right away is to go tell somebody else that you're gonna go work on this thing and be specific. I'm gonna work on it tomorrow at 4 p.m. and that's what's gonna happen and ask them to hold you accountable to it so you can make that happen. So Danielle, that was a wonderful question. Thank you so much for asking it. I know some people were asking some things earlier on Facebook. I wanna make sure if I, I get it. What is the best way, Ronnie asked this question. Ronnie is one of the best people on Smash Drive, I'm telling you right now. In my Smash Drive group on Facebook, he is posting motivation like every single day. He motivates me all the time. Um, but he said, what is the best way to work on timing? Okay, so there's no best way to work on timing. There are so many different ways to work on timing. And some people respond different to others on the drill. Um, one of the best things that I like to do to work on timing with my athletes is, and it's gonna sound simple, but the three plate drill. Um, the best way to work on timing is to get a ball moving. So if you can put, if you're doing front toss or live pitching, um, the faster the pitch that you use, the faster the growth, but definitely work in like small increments and go up. So if you do a front toss, have three plates set up. So one pretty close to the front toss, one a little bit more behind that and one behind that. And then simply just throwing balls across the plate and have each hitter hit like, five or let's say two to three balls at the back plate. 
After those two to three, they go to the middle plate and they take two to three. And then they go to the front plate and they hit two to three balls. That's like one of the best drills to do to just work on making sure they're seeing the ball and letting it get to them. Because as soon as they get to the front plate closest to you, they, sent, they tend to start rushing a little bit, but in reality, they shouldn't rush their swing, they shouldn't swing harder, they should simply get to their load sooner. But when, the, when you're on the back plate and the ball takes a little bit longer to get to you, you're simply having to be patient and let the ball get to you before you go and attack it. So that's one of my favorite drills that I love to work on timing. If you, if you have no idea you know, how I'm describing this, if this is not a good explanation on what this drill is, um, head over to YouTube. I've actually sent some of my online training, some videos that I've found from other people on YouTube. So if you go on there, you can find a really good timing drill. Just the three plate drill. If you just type that in, you can find it. Um, I want to give you one more just in case. Oh, this was one that my dad and I used to do all the time for timing. And maybe this is because he's six foot tall and this works really well, especially because I was short when I was little. But he used to, and this is kind of like risky, but make sure that you have, that you aren't going to get hit when you do this. But I would stand in my stance and my dad would be on the other side of me holding a ball as high as he could in the air. Sometimes he got on his tiptoes when I got taller and he would dangle it over. So like if you were to drop the ball, it would land on the plate, like physically right on the plate. So for me, it's a strike, right? So I had to like see the ball that my dad was holding above me. And then as soon as he let go, I had to figure out when I was going to attack and swing at the pitch. And here's the thing, I think the first time I did this, I didn't make contact once. Like it is so hard to see the ball out of his hand and then react as soon as he drops it. But it, it, I felt like I was rushing. I felt like I wasn't even myself. I was trying to swing at this ball and I was swinging and missing so often. It was actually really sad. But that was one of my favorite drills that my dad did because at first I sucked at that drill but we did it almost every single time that we practiced because he knew that was something that I needed to get better at, timing. So letting the ball get to my strike zone was something that I struggled with with that drill. So we did that all the time. Um, and now I can have somebody stand behind me and throw a ball across the strike zone and hit it because I'm really good at tracking now. So that was a, a drill that I absolutely love doing with my dad. Um, Ronnie, I hope that helps you. If that is it on questions, oh, you're welcome, Danielle. I love answering your question. The RT coach, what is your what is your actual name? You're always on here, and I want to give you like a shout out with your actual name, but I don't know it. What does slow the game down mean to you? Oh, great question. Slow the game down basically means when the pressure's on, being able to still stay calm and complacent um, because we are our best when we are relaxed. And every time there's some sort of pressure situation or our heart rate's going up, as soon as we let our heart rate affect us and we're moving faster than we normally do and we speed up our game, we are less likely to get the outcomes that we want. So being able to slow the game down to me means simply staying calm, cool, and collected when the pressure's high. And I think I played some of my best games in college were when the pressure was high simply because I just loved that environment. I thrived in it. Like when there was pressure or when we were playing a team that we weren't supposed to beat, for some reason I was able to stay calm, cool, and collected because I was like, watch me work. And like that was one thing where like, if I'm, on, if I'm the underdog, I love that situation because most people would be like, oh no, this is a really good team and kind of just like tense up. But for me, I just reminded myself of how good I was and that I deserve to be here on this field. I'm going to show this team what's up and what I've worked on and what I can do. 
Um, so that was like one way where I was able to stay calm, cool, and collected versus some of the hardest um, or the best teams that we played, um, which kind of gave me an advantage. But the RT coach asked that question, and I absolutely loved it. Okay, Renee. All right, Renee is the is who the RT coach is. Awesome. I'm writing it down so I don't forget. But it's so nice to meet you. And thanks for coming to all my lives. You're always on my lives. It's so great. Okay, so last and final thing. I hope that this was a super beneficial live for you. Um, and honestly, these are three like super easy things. Like if you stayed here the whole time, these are three super easy things that you can start doing literally right now that's going to help develop your confidence. And confidence is something that I think the word is overused sometimes, but it's true. Not everybody is confident all the time. And the people that can find out that they're not confident and get themselves out of it the fastest are the ones who are going to thrive in this game and really, frankly, in life. So these are three ways that I, I truly use these every, like every single day. I'm doing at least one of these things to develop my own confidence. I know it will work for you. So if this is something where maybe you try it out and it works for you, I would absolutely love if you like screenshotted this page or shared this on Facebook or when you saw that this video was uploaded to YouTube, which it should be by the end of the week. I'm, I'm saying this out loud so you can hold me accountable. But if this is something that actually helped you and changed you or your daughter, please share this because I want these tools to not just be for me and my tribe. Like I love you guys and I love that you guys come here and you watch every single week, but this is meant to expand the game and to make this game better. So every time I get here on Mondays and I hang out with you guys on Mondays, I would love if you can somehow share this with people because I want as many people as possible to hear this knowledge that I have developed so that they can become more confident people. If you know people that need to be more confident or that want to or like wish to be more confident, maybe this is something that you save on YouTube. You save this YouTube video and you go over it whenever you don't feel confident. Maybe this is something that you can pull out of the toolbox when you need it most. I would love it if you guys shared this with people that you know because this is stuff that it works. Like I'm telling you right now, these, these four things that I gave you today, these things work, but they're not gonna work unless you put in the reps and you work on it now and you start working on it and you work on it every single day. So if this helps you, please share it with people. That's, that's all I ask. I would love if you shared it and tag me so I can see who you shared it with and see how it's impacting and helping you guys. Thank you.